Yeah. Well, there's certainly a case to be made that Bergman can't handle anything. That kid is like uh, like a Muppet when things go sideways, for God's <laughs> sake. So it's good to have Lindsay, a real producer, in the saddle today. Hello, Lindsay. How are you? Hi. Thanks for saying that. It's super nice of you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, but, I love you your know. work. I am a P1 listener of the Mason and Ireland and Lindsay program. And oh, so you're the one. I'm a big fan oh, of the uh, Lindsay segments, right which are head. the highest rated segments it. on the on the show. So I, is that the reason Mason is jealous of you or is it your Instagram following at the moment? Um, I think he's starting to get a little worried that I'm going to surpass him in Instagram followers, which you could follow me at Lindsay Baseball. Yeah. And Mace, he's just trying to compete. You know, he, he posted that thirst trap picture today. To compete with my picture, you know, that I posted the other day of my Hooters uniform from when great I worked pictures. there. Those were great pictures, Lance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you now, know, then Mace put it, put his headshot on there from like 1980-something. Now, now LZ, you you are, uh, you know, as much as we love you, I feel like you are the king of the thirst trap on Instagram, okay? Um, I do. I think so. Look, man, you posting out there side nipple, okay? Like, let's be real here. <laughs> but I have yet to show you cakes. So okay. until there are cakes on Instagram, I am not the king. <laughs> okay, but you're giving us side nipple, you're giving us bicep, you're giving us tricep, you're giving us shoulder shrugs uh, to I, Janet. You know, you're giving us everything on Instagram these days. So, I'm just sharing my workout with the people. They keep asking what I do, so I show them a little bit what I do. Okay, I do like the shoulder shrugs because it looks like you're almost doing a shoulder shimmy because you're that good at it. So, anyway. Well, it's the beat, man. I couldn't fight it. Yeah. So you've seen this picture that Lindsay has put in our text chat today mm-hmm. of Steve Mason looking like a um, a bootleg Michael Douglas from like 1987, perhaps. 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 <laughs> That's a what good you, year. What do you think, What do you think? I what think do you bad think came out that chat? year? Um, yeah. Well, listen, man. I don't know why he posted that picture at the timing in which he posted it. I have an idea. What's your idea? Do you see the other video? that ESPN Los Angeles put out the one where he's in Compton giving away like the 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 chairs and the TV and the Weber grill is that the video with the running car so you can jump in as soon as possible and take off Uh, (laughs) 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 well well it's funny you say that LZ because Mason's like this they're like okay action and Mason claps his hands he's like Okay, let's hurry up and do this as fast as we can. Weber Grill, TV, chairs, thanks for listening. We got to go. But I didn't so, want to call it out, but he, he definitely looked a little uncomfortable in that environment. Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Are you saying, LZ, that perhaps uh, some I of us. I didn't say with, perhaps. With, with darker pigmentation. Uh, no, like, no, like, nope. I'm not going to make it about pigmentation. I'm just okay. going to say there was something about the environment to me okay. that appeared to make him. A little uncomfortable. Okay. I don't know why. Perhaps we should get Mace to explain. Okay. But to Cap's point, it looked like he was in a hurry to get out of there. Well, it's, it's not, not a Venice. doctor's appointment. It, it's and, not Venice, that's for sure. No, no. You no, know what I'm but, saying? But, so. And the question was, why would he post a picture from the mid-90s? When kinda, he's got... Kind of like laying down, sort of trying to look sexy and everything. And yeah. the reason is, is because if you watch the video today at ESPN Los Angeles on Instagram, the white hair... Ooh, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. I think he saw the video and went, you know, man, like I'm all white now, but yeah. I was all dark back then. Yeah. You know what? Dark, man. I don't think he's ever dark. Well, you know, I mean, it's the hair. <laughs> 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 and 
And so I think Mace put that picture out like, let me remind everybody what I used to so, look wait like a in second. the 90s. So what you're saying is he's overcompensating because – now, hold on. He literally – LZ and I, we, we got here when, LZ? 2016? Um, yeah. Yeah, 2016, you and I got here. Steve Mason was dying his hair, admittedly. Like, this was not – I'm not revealing uh, government secrets here. True. Um, so he was dying his hair, and then he just said, the hell with it. So, Scott, are you saying that because he saw himself in this video with this young gentleman, Corey, who is a loyal listener to the station, and congratulations to Corey, uh, who won the big prize here, uh, and, and Mason delivered his big prize, are you saying that – Steve saw that and felt like, ooh, yeah, maybe I, maybe I should remind people what I once looked like because I'm feeling a little self-conscious at the moment because I'm standing next to a young, vibrant man in Corey from Compton, and I'm not looking as young and vibrant, so I'm going to post a picture on my Instagram of when I was younger and more vibrant. Right, so I'm looking in the mirror, right, and I see that same guy in 1995. But all of a sudden, I see myself on Instagram, and I see that I thought it was really cool, the whole go white hair look. But I just want to remind everybody, the young stud that I was in the mid-'90s, and I'm yeah. reminding you all of that because clearly there's some sort of jealousy, Lindsay. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there was the Hooters pictures. I don't know if it was the pictures from your Hawaiian vacation. I don't know what's going on, but there's something that tells me as a listener that Steve is just very, very jealous it seems like you're getting a lot of attention. You put out these picks, and now he's like, you know what? I may not have been at Hooters, but at that same time, I was hot <laughs> AF. Yeah. Where's this Chippendales pick? That's all I want to know. Oh. Yeah, I think you're the only one that wants to know. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, By the just, way. I just wanted to see it. You know, I just said. By the way, we are not the only one that believes this theory that you have, Scott Kaplan. Our boss, okay? Boss Betty Pantsuits, better known as uh, Amanda, okay, commented on Mace's thirst trap from FBF. What is FBF? Why do we call, keep calling it a thirst trap? Well, I don't know. I just, that was just, we just decided. <laughs> like, decided like the thirst it. trap, the, the design of the thirst trap is to. It should be current? It should, well, it, it should be attractive. <laughs> if, if all oh we're doing God. is trashing it, then we're saying it's not attractive. And if it's not attractive, no, no, then no. not going to be a thirst I, trap. I'm not saying he wasn't attractive in 1995 when he posted this picture. You I'm haven't said a single good now. thing about that picture since we started talking about well, it. Well, I said it looked like a bootleg Michael Douglas from back then. But that it does not good. sound attractive at, not at all. Well, I mean, not a I don't know. Michael Douglas was, a, you know, he was, in, uh, he was a as big star. As soon as you add bootleg to it, you put a gap in the teeth and then you start eliminating some well, teeth. No, as soon as you no, say bootleg. No, no. Oh, no, I mean, when does bootleg I, come across as a good thing? Anybody? I mean, listen, man. Um, I saw prohibition. Some, listen, when, when I was when I was a prohibition kid, mace. When I was a kid, I bought a bunch of bootleg movies on on CDs or DVDs, man. I got to see some movies in the theater yes. back in the day when I was like twelve. And exactly. It worked for me. And we know they are inherently not quite as good as the real thing. So okay. as soon as you said bootleg, I was like, ooh, day. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, George. It's all right. Okay. Well, he knew. None, none, he knew. None, nonetheless, nonetheless, excuse me. So Amanda, our boss, posted on the comments of his Instagram page, is this you trying to compete with Lindsay at Lindsay Baseball's Hooters picture? Because oh. I'm pretty sure it's not going to work. Crying, laughing emoji. Yeah. 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 But, but by the way, speaking of Amanda, though, I mean, today – her Instagram story of her going for donuts 
but then chomping on the donut in the car, but at least counterbalancing the donut with some kind of a nine grain bagel that she got. Uh, I found that to be very entertaining as well. So, I mean, when we're talking about all this thirst trapping, I don't know the exact definition. I thought it was shirtless, too. But everybody's got something going on today on social media, George Sedano. Uh, thirst trapping is just what people say when they're uncomfortable with the fact that they're into what they see. Oh. And they go, you're, like you're making that. a thirst trap. And like it's just that. like, I'm just posting a picture. <laughs> Wait, you wait, the one I heard all, Laura. You the one bringing all the energy. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Laura. Bring in Laura right now. Go ahead, Laura. Why are you mm-hmm-ing? Because it's true. Look, people say that because, A, they're kind of mad they can't do what you're doing, one. Or, two, they like it too much and they can't have what they see. So they're like, oh, you thirst trapping. Why are you doing that? It's like, well, because you can't have me and you're looking. Stop looking. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree I, with LZ. I mean, so do seems you like Lindsay does, too. Is that true, Lance? I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, I do. I agree. I like that sentiment. I think I think it's a thirst trap if you think it's a thirst trap. And for you to think that, then you're obviously a little bit uncomfortable about it. No, I don't think it's uncomfortable at all. Like, I, I think it's – listen, if I looked like LZ, I'd probably be doing it too. <laughs> but I don't, I don't. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the thing. But I do think Mason is trying to thirst trap because to Scott's point, he's overcompensating. Now, Keyword trying. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> Trying to thirst trap is that is would that make you feel better, LZ? As now soon, that we as soon as you clarified. said bootleg, it was over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is bootleg it, a little bit, isn't it? It's like a picture of a picture too on right. top well, of that. Well, no, no, yes, no, no. It's a favorite. picture. It's a picture of a of Did a picture that actually boot, bootleg. You yeah. call it an inception thirst trap? It's, it's a picture within the picture, right? It's a picture <laughs> that was developed, like a physical hard copy picture that was developed. Yeah, then took it's still got like the Kodak up. strip. It's oh, not wait, even the actual picture. Wait, it's like the strip. Hold up. Right. Are you are you now t- suggesting that he went and took a photo of a photo and then poorly cropped it so that you knew it was a photo of a photo before posting it on Instagram as if it was just a photo that was in his phone? Yeah. Yes, he does it all the time. In fact, the other day when we were doing our prep call, he was like, oh, I was just looking through some old photos so I could post them on Instagram. Like he was actively looking through old photo albums to find pictures that he was going to post for his, he was like pre-planning his FBF pictures, his Flashback Friday pictures. Hashtag it, FBF. Right, because Throwback Thursday wasn't enough. Let's have Flashback (laughs) Friday too. Is that what that is? Mm. Flashback Friday? I'm too old, I guess. I have no idea what the hell that meant. But you're not right. supposed to look for the picture. It's supposed to just be like, oh, that's a good picture. Oh, it's Friday. Exactly. Whatever. You just, it's there. Like, you wait, wait. So, it's like the way that Facebook reminds you like yeah. randomly. And that's right. when you do it. Yeah. You don't like fake it. So, Lindsay, you are saying that he is actively seeking content for his Instagram. Is what yeah, you're 100%. Because he's trying to grow his Instagram. And so that's what, that all goes back to my point of Look him, you know. Looking for all this, you know, content to put on his Instagram so he gets more followers. And now he's starting to get a little nervous because what am I? I'm close to 6,000. I'm almost a half of what he's Right, had and it. you just started this Damn. thing how many days ago? Like, how like many? I don't know, two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. Right. I promise you if you post another pictures from Hooters, it's a wrap. I mean, these Hooters pictures, I got to say, I mean, Lindsay, you know, like if we weren't friends and colleagues, but I just was looking at my Instagram feed and I was like, oh, hey, hot chicks. I'd be like, wow, who's the Hooters girl? I mean, these are great pictures. There you go. There and you thanks. go. I did win a stop. Now that's stop, Cap. That's hey, by stop the way, right yeah, that, that's where the line is. That's right there, you're Cap. Right. That's, that's good. You're done, you're right. Cap. You're but done. I want to say one you're thing. Done. Laura, do we no. have like, 
we need like some sort of sound for when Cap I'm gonna is getting find, to the line. I'm gonna to the find line. something. Right? Like don't LZ, don't thing. you think we need that? Like some sort of sound. Yeah, it would help me. It would help yeah. me too. No, for sure it would help yeah. you. Yeah, and there's no question it would help the rest of us as yeah. well. Yeah, hey, by the yeah. way, flashback Friday, throwback Thursday. There you go. There you That's go. it. Right. So it just said something as obnoxious as that. That is perfect, actually. That's perfect. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What, what, when Thank you, you are getting to the line, right. when you're getting to the line. Yeah. And and LZ and I are literally starting to cringe a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Laura needs to hit that sound. Hit it again. <laughs> That's it. And that means you have to shut your mouth immediately. <laughs> All right, well, all I was going to tell you was that if there's Flashback Friday and there's Throwback Thursday, Lindsay, I didn't even know that Wednesday there's WBW? Yes, that, that was kind of a play on Mason doing Wednesday. the – yeah, it was way back Wednesday because Mason was doing the, the Flashback Friday thing. But he accidentally – it was on it was on a Thursday when he, he meant to post Throwback Thursday, which is what – T T B T T B T and yeah. he accidentally posted hashtag uh what did he put like T H T for Taylor and Horton Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we made fun of him for that and then I was just like, Oh well let's just do a, an old photo for every day of the week. <laughs> All right, listen. Let, let let's get into this a little further. Um if the audience would like to weigh in on Mason's thirst trap or bootleg uh you know thirst trap or whatever we want to call it today. Feel free at 877-710-ESPN. All right, let's dive into the Lakers next. What else could the Lakers have done versus the Suns in this series? Gentlemen, ladies, we will open it up to you. We'll open it up to the calls as well at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. So we'll get to that in about two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Bash for Cash. We had a winner yesterday who won 300 bucks. Yes, sir. You got to listen each and every day at 415 or in that 410-ish to 415 area for the queue to call. And we've got a caller today, Kevin Fragoso from Pomona. Kevin, you are our Bash for Cash contestant. Hello, how are you? Doing good. How are you guys doing? All right. Very good. All right. So, Kev, here's how it works, man. You pick an Angel or a Dodger player to hit a home run and in what inning. If you get the right player, dude, you're going to win 100 bucks. If you predict the right player and the right inning, you're going to win $200. Now, here's the catch for everybody else. If we don't have the correct prediction today, come Monday, the cash prize will go up to 200 and 400 bucks, George. Awesome, man. All right. Give us your prediction, brother. What do you got? I got... Mookie Betts in the third inning. Okay, so Mookie Betts from the Dodgers in the third inning, Kevin. Uh, all right, LZ, tell this man what we got to do here. Kevin, thank you, buddy. We'll put you on hold. LZ, you there? All right, I, think LZ. We, I think we lost LZ. So anyway, make sure to listen on Monday at 415 when we'll have another Bash for Cash contestant. Special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit owning.com for more okay. information today. All right, welcome back. All right, so can Laura, can you just keep playing the sound of what we're going to do, this kind of alarm for Kaplan when he makes uh, – yeah, there it is. Yep, perfect. That's it. So if you hear that, 
you hear that noise. It sounds like some sort of ship coming into harbor. Um, if, you, if, you, if you hear that noise, uh, that is Kaplan. Uh, you know, us trying to avoid him sinking himself and us as a show uh, into the depths of an unemployment, basically. I was, so. I was told that uh, earlier this week we set a new record on the show for the most dumps of any show in oh my God, 10 yeah. history. Yeah. For sure. uh, breaking the record that was set by the morning show, fellas, um, in 2018, I believe it was. So congratulations to us. We are now the, uh, the record. We're the goats of dumps. Well, congratulations to LZ. He's now one and two on the list. I feel really good about that. There you go. So I feel there, like there should be a plaque or something. There should be. I actually, right. you know what? We should do that. We should we should have some sort of plaque for that. Like there should be plaques around the studio for nefarious actions uh, <laughs> that could potentially get us fired. Like that's, that's the way this should work. Uh, all right, let's move forward here. Lakers, Elsie Granderson. I ask you the question: What else, if anything, could your Los Angeles Lakers have done against this Phoenix Suns team? I'm so sad. I okay. I'm, I, I mean, I'm 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 legitimately sad and have been depressed since last night. Oh mm-hmm. man! Like I'm I'm just gonna be real with it. Like mm-hmm. I am a Lakers fan, so when they lose, I care. I hurt, and it actually impacts me. And so I hadn't even really even gotten that far yet because I'm still processing the fact that it's over. You know what I mean? Like. Even though I knew the possibility was there, even though I knew all the injuries, even though I knew, you know, that the Suns team earned that series win, everyone was dealing with injuries. Everyone was dealing with everything except for fatigue. That was exclusively the Lakers. The Suns didn't have fatigue. They didn't even make the postseason last year. We had the shortest turnaround of any team last year except for the Heat. But beyond that, they play extremely well. And... It was just accepting that has been a process, man. It's been a process. Yeah, I mean, accepting the idea that all of us in our minds look at LeBron James and we think he's superhuman. We, We think as long as you've got a healthy LeBron, you're in it. And it's hard to believe that the greatest player of his generation, and and he's so much more than a great player. He's a walking economy. He is his own ecosystem. I mean, he is, he is larger than life. Devin Booker is a basketball star. LeBron James is an international icon. It's very hard to, to really wrap your head around LeBron James being knocked out of the playoffs in the first round on his home floor. First but, round? How yeah. about any round besides the last one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I lying, George? No. Any, I mean, any round except for the last one. So you asked me what more could they have done, and I'm like going, I'm trying to figure out what just happened. Well, <laughs> LZ, I, I think that, you know, to go back some time ago, right, like you made a comment when we, we asked a, a specific question. Man, I want to say it was like probably like two months ago now, okay? And it was about what is the most important thing regarding the Lakers like the, what, what is the most important aspect to the Lakers season as we move forward and the question was health uh or seating and then there was a third thing which I don't remember and clearly it was a combination of health and or seating or both so you were very much in the seating camp um while we all kind of agreed health would play a factor in it seating mattered here because think about it 
this team didn't get a break, right? Right. And every other team had a week. You know, granted, they won the first game, but they had to play that extra game. If they don't play that extra game, does Anthony Davis's body look a little different in this series? I, I don't know. Like, I don't think that that's stuff that you can necessarily take completely out of the equation. But remember, it wasn't just that. It's also the fact that LeBron James rushed back for two games right. because of the seeding scenario. And then sat. And, and then, then came back again. And then came back again. Right. So seeding impacted us twice, as did health twice, en route to this you know, first-round defeat. But what more could they have done? There was really nothing. We were hurt. And as I've been saying all along, ever since we started signing free agents, we were going to miss Dwight Howard. We were going to miss JaVale McGee. We were going to miss Rondo. And as I was watching the series unfold, not having players who can defend um, vertically was an issue. Last season, we had guys who were vertical. They could block shots. They got up in the air. They made it very difficult to lob. You know, DeAndre Ayton was getting all the lobs in the world because we had a, not a single center that could jump. Marcus Gasol and Andre Drummond are not great leapers. JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard are fantastic leapers, so they could patrol the skies. We couldn't patrol the skies anymore. And that made us so vulnerable to the lob that you saw over and over and over again. I think DeAndre Aiden scored, had like an 89% uh, shooting percentage. It was ridiculous from the paint. And then beyond that, just knowing that at the turning point of last night's game, when they were trying to come back and think they had just got it down to 10 and LeBron needed just a quick little breather, during that little breather is when they went on that 7-0 run and put the game back out of reach. And it was like, this man can't even sit down for two damn minutes. But if, if Rondo was here, we knew he would have kept the offense sensible. But the offense unraveled as soon as, as soon as LeBron sat down, and I was just like, damn again. So you ask me what could they have done, I say nothing because without AD being healthy, we can't win small ball. Well, you know, guys, it's it, it's interesting the way you pre present all of this, LZ. That you know, you're you're kind of not even able to process it yet to figure out, you know, what could they have done because it's still so painful that they could be knocked out this early. And it just reminds me of of again back to the beginning of all of this when they started making moves in the off season. Most of us, again, guilty as charged, me raising my hand, us, not you guys, us, me. I'm part of this thought they were so much better. Look how much better they are on paper with who left versus who came. That was my, I believed in that. Then when we got to the point where AD was hurt and LeBron was hurt and trade deadline was coming and who's going to be available, and all we all said was, got to get Drummond. If we get Drummond, that will be a game changer. And he came, and the game didn't really change. Now, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying the injuries never really People never got healthy, and the team never really got to work together. So, George, when you ask the question, what could they have done? You guys remember early, early in the season, after a game, Anthony Davis was doing an interview, and he was pretty much saying, I'm not playing very well. I mean, he came right out and said, I'm not playing well at all. You know what they should have done? Put him in bubble wrap and waited until the playoffs because he was already hurt way back then. He's been hurt all season long. For me, I'm with Charles Barkley after the game last night. Hey, man you got to figure out what you're going to do in the offseason to get your body in the best condition it can be 
because everybody's going to always be questioning your durability. That's he what might, they could have done. He, he needs some yoga, man, or something. Some Pilates or something. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, George, like, listen, you've covered this game a long time. We've all been in sports a long time. There are just certain athletes who are just injury prone. Yes. And there's really no explanation for it. Um, sometimes it's contact. Sometimes it's non-contact. You know, Grant Hill is the forever what if in my mind in terms of the NBA and injuries. I know a lot of people feel Bill Walton is, but Bill Walton at least got a chance to play and win a chip. Um, Grant Hill was just forever in the what ifs zone because of injuries. So we don't know if this is just going to be AD forever and ever, amen. And I know that sounds crazy, but you have to remember, he came into this league extremely young. Mm-hmm. And he remains young. He's years away from 30. <laughs> Still. So you're so, saying this is not good. So, no, what I'm saying is, is that we don't know if he's going to just be that athlete that's just going to be injury prone, but certainly what would help if we felt as if he spent this offseason taking Charles Barkley's advice, you know, just really fortifying his body, both from a flexibility perspective, with some yoga, making sure that his tendons are loose so that he's not prone, maybe tearing things or yanking things, keeping his, his muscular muscle and skeletal body loose and lucid so those moves that he makes doesn't cause him damage (laughs) i mean it's like he makes a good move and it feels as if it's more painful for him to make the move than it is for him to make for the person to get dumped on yeah you're just like what the hell man let me ask you this because i feel like you're leading me down this road which we can do on the other side but we're also going to play overrated underrated properly rated but outside after that because we're not going to break we're going to do like a super long segment from like 4 30 to 4 50 so I want to ask you, do you believe that the perceptions of him got the best of him last night in oh, attempting to yeah. – Oh, 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 oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're yelling at me. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know, George. Let's do it on the other side. Well, you thank God you only said, oh, God, and you didn't – I didn't – you know, we, we didn't let you finish. I, do we need that sounder for you too, the cap sounder, the ship in the harbor? Do we need Am that? Being, was I dumped? Was that because I know I can break that record. I know I could break that record by seven. Yeah, yeah. Scared incompetent middle manager is not here today, so don't worry about it. You don't have to uh you don't have to worry about that. Did you call him scared uh, incompetent? Middle manager, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, got yes, it. yes, 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 yes. I mean what part of that was that accurate? I thought you said scared and competent. I was like, and he's scared and oh no, no, you said incompetent. Okay, Correct. got it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And of course I say that all with love. Uh, But coming up next, we'll get to overrated, underrated, properly rated. Uh, We'll continue this conversation. I want to get into this AD perception thing. uh, If you felt like that was a factor yesterday. So we'll get into all that on the other side. Lindsay hanging out for Greg today. Laura's here. Sedato, LZ, and Cap, 710 ESPN. Back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There's no producer Greg here today. No, it's you. Just me, mm, Lindsay Baseball, yeah. which my thing, you know, is to follow me on Instagram at Lindsay Baseball. I know everyone loves hearing <laughs> that all the time. Love it. 
All right, so we start with birthdays here, right? And, you know, uh, Ill, ill-prepared Greg Bergman did the best he could to set me up for this. But, you know, just so everyone knows, I'm filling in last minute here, so I'm doing the best I can. Shot. Wait, wait, so you're saying that Greg did not prepare you properly wow. for this? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was just... Are you saying I mean, he set you up for failure? Situation. Is that what you're saying? Oh, look, you're, oh, sa- sabotage even. Sabotage? Is, wow. wow. I mean... I mean Wait, he kind of has to do that, though, if he doesn't want you guys to start saying, like, clamoring for me to be your producer oh, once man. this is all said and well, done. Well, I mean, too know? late for that. I mean, Wait, that's already happened. Man, I don't even know if that's, that's he true. tries to sabotage. He's got to do something well, to sabotage. Me. Speaking of sabotage, before you even go, Lindsay, so remember yesterday we played a rejoin of Laura when she screwed up and said uh, Aaron, Aaron Hank, Hank. In- instead of Hank Aaron. And I kindly uh, tried okay. to just quickly correct her. That was so so apparently, remember Greg said on the air yesterday, oh, wow, I'd never heard that before on the air. I had no idea that was coming. So, Laura, what did you find out after you uh, did your own investigation? I found out it was asked to be put in there. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's how y'all do me when I'm not here? Okay. That's how y'all do me, huh? So I'm saying, goes along with my theory. I'm just saying, now I was going to save Greg. When Sedano was over there saying that he was some, 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 I won't repeat those words because he is my boss, but I was like, nah, man, you're throwing me under the bus. Let them mm. do them. LZ. Competent middle management is what he called him. Competent middle management. We claimed Kaplan was a bad liar. Now, Greg actually is a good liar, but he gets caught. So is he actually a good liar? No. No. Definitely not. <laughs> you get caught. Not. No. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a terrible yeah. liar. It's so true. The first time I ever tried smoking a cigarette, like I was a little kid, like 14 years old. I came home. I saw my mom. I immediately burst out crying. She's like, what's wrong? Oh, I tried a cigarette. <laughs> I just wanted you <laughs> to know. I wanted to be honest about it, Ma. Yeah. It's one of those long brown more cigarettes, too. You guys remember those? Ew. I know. Gross. Yeah. Smell. They say those things smell bad, don't they? Like particularly oh, bad. All cigarettes smell bad. Sure. Okay. Anyway. So this is what. So we start with the birthdays, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right. So today, Angelina Jolie is forty-six. Mm-hmm. Where, where Take I go it. From here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> how many? How many birthdays you got? You got three birthdays? Yeah, I got three birthdays. Right, so we're it. supposed to pick one to be overrated, one to yes. be uh, underrated, one to be properly rated. Okay. Cool. So I've got Angelina Jolie, who's forty-six. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Mark Wahlberg, who's forty-nine. Mm-hmm. His birthday is actually tomorrow. Um, and then the third one's Lindsay's mom because my mom's birthday's today, and she's uh-huh. awesome. And I just wanted uh-huh. to throw her in there. <laughs> oh, how okay. sweet! That's lovely. Very. So overrated, underrated, properly rated. How how do we do that? Well, well this is going to be very easy, I would say. So clearly, Lindsay's mom is underrated because she created such a nice young lady who is helping us today and double dipping uh, on the station today in oh, order thanks. to help. Uh, so Lindsay's mom, happy birthday! Underrated. Um, Ooh, Angelina Jolie, Mark Wahlberg. Uh-oh. I'm going to say, so get this. You're going to be surprised by this. I'm going to say Angelina Jolie, overrated. Okay, I'll buy that. I'm going to say Mark Wahlberg, properly rated. Okay, um, Because I would have gone underrated had Lindsay's mom's birthday not been there. Because Mark Wahlberg, for whatever it's worth, started off as the brother of of a guy in a boy band Donnie Wahlberg who started his own thing in music Mark Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch evolved from that into modeling then into acting became a successful actor so like I, I gotta give him credit for his trajectory now 
Angelina Jolie, I probably don't believe she's overrated, but in this particular group, I do feel like um, Angelina comes from a family of actors, right, mm-hmm. in that regard. So I, I give her, like, kind of starting on third base a little bit there. So slightly overrated with Angelina. I'm going to go Mark, properly rated. What do you got? I'm going to go with Angelina Jolie is underrated. I'm going to go with Lindsay's mom is properly rated. And Mark Wahlberg is actually overrated. That's and what I'm, I'm going to go with. And I'm just reversing that. I'm going Mark Wahlberg is underrated. Angelina Jolie is overrated. But I got Lindsay's mom properly rated. Oh, there right there. Properly rated. Yeah. I think any time that you can call someone overrated, and we're talking about Mark Wahlberg here, LZ, when he just, in I think two, three weeks, gained 30 to 40 pounds for a movie role, and here we are a couple weeks later, and he's already posting his workouts again where he's getting lean all over again. I, I don't know. I think going, calling him overrated is a little far. But well, that's just I, I would just say that just because it's on Instagram doesn't mean that it's current events. There's no, later Graham. So you don't know what time difference it was between the workout and him being overweight. Right. I He's mean, super at, talented. But, but, but look at the Mason posts. I mean, the post was from <laughs> 1995, yet it, it, it hit today. There you go. So you That's true. Insta. Have you, have you ever seen uh, Mark Wahlberg in Fear, though? One of my favorite movies no, ever. I've actually have seen Mark Wahlberg in almost all of his movies. I think he is a fantastic actor. It's just that when I think about the difference between Angelina Jolie's career and Mark Wahlberg's, I go, Angelina Jolie definitely had a foot in the door because of who her parents were. But she also had a burden on her shoulders because of who her parents were. She had to define and create her own path and her own career within the same industry. That is hard to do. That is way hard to do. It's also really hard to go from being an underwear model to one of the most famous actors in the country. And before that, interesting because. It's really interesting you would say that because we just had a conversation about Instagram where doing so is surprisingly a lot easier. But yeah, before nowadays, Instagram, it, it was exactly what Mark Wahlberg did. Right. But, but because there have been plenty of models who have done that path from Cindy Crawford to Brooke Shields. Plenty of models have gone into acting. That was Instagram then. Right, but not as successful as Wahlberg. Well, but, but think Wait, about Wahlberg. Brooke, Shield, Brooke Shields was just as successful as Mark Wahlberg. Are you kidding me? Oh, I man, mean, listen, really? the Blue Lagoon was a long figure, time ago, LZ. She was the biggest figure on the planet for a while, man. Yeah, but Mark Wahlberg's career has gone a long time. I'm with you, George. I mean, going way back, he was Donnie Wahlberg's little brother, and you're like, who's Donnie Wahlberg? And you're like, remember the NKOTB, the new kids on the block? Yeah, he was just Donnie's little brother, and, and he blew up with good vibrations, and then Calvin Klein modeling, and then not only as an actor, but as a producer and as an entrepreneur. I mean, Mike, Mark Wahlberg, he's an impressive dude. He's got it all, all, right. all of them. All right, so next what, one. What, what's next? Okay, so on this date in 1967, the Doors released Light My Fire. That wait, went to... What? Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. We Guys, should, should, we, should we let it go or should we... No, choose? no, no. We, we can't do TiVo with the questions. Oh, did they, are these not the right ones? No, it's just no. that we happened to do that yesterday. So as I recall, it's like <laughs> Light My Fire by The Doors. It was uh, Bob Marley's oh, album. And then what was the third album? Oh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers? I think it was those three albums, right? Did, yep. did he not even give you a nope. new question? Those, no, no, he, he didn't. He totally set you up to fail. Now he wants you to he scramble he totally trying to find a different up. three within the segment. Or What a trap. Or, or maybe he's trying to get away from us. Maybe he's like, you know what? I will right. sabotage. Now this? I'm worried about the rest of them. Menzi, here, I will help you out. 
Gentlemen, are you ready? Yes, sir. Yeah. Of the acquisitions for the Lakers last season, Marcus Gasol, Dennis, and let's say Wesley Matthews, who's properly rated, underrated, and then, of course, overrated. So Gasol, Matthews, Gasol, and who? Uh, Dennis. Wesley Matthews. And Dennis? Yep. I'm going to say that of that group, Wes is underrated because he came on late and came on really strong, I thought, for the Lakers late in the season. While not, you know, staying ready, staying professional, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I, I feel like that's undervalued in this sport is being a veteran guy that knows what your role is, not complaining about it, and then just kind of when your number's called, you're ready to go. And he was that for whatever it was worth. Um, I'll say Mark was properly rated because you and I and Cap um, – all talked about he's a 15-minute player. You know what I mean? Like that's and that's what he was. Um, and I would say Schroeder was overrated uh, because I he was he was brought here to be the third best player on this roster, and there were plenty of nights he was nowhere near that. I would have to agree that Schroeder is is the overrated one in the group. Um, I'm not really sure either of them are properly or under, but I can I know who's over. I mean, Dennis Schroeder to me. I think that what bothers me about his postseason performance, it's not even the Ofer game in game five. It's the idea that he could play that poorly, but have made a decision earlier in the year to not sign when LeBron and AD already had. And, you know, we talk about gambling on yourself sometimes and whether it does or it doesn't pay off. Um, I don't think Dennis Schroeder... If I'm LeBron and I'm reconstructing this roster next year, I don't have any need for Dennis Schroeder on this team. So, for me, he's completely overrated. Lindsay? Um, all right. So, am, am I supposed to give my thoughts on what's yeah. overrated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Of course. Yes, yes. Um, this is what we call flip the script. Okay. Nice job. Right. I, I think that Sh- Schroeder – how do you say it? Schroeder? Schroeder? It doesn't matter. Schroeder? He won't be here long. It doesn't I think matter, yeah. he's super Dennis. overrated. Dennis Schroeder, yeah. he's overrated, overpaid. Uh, I think the whole uh, scandal with him, if you want to call it that, with him removing his uh, Lakers point guard from his Instagram bio yesterday sealed the deal, and people are done with him. I think he was overrated to begin with. Uh, what was the next one? Um, Marcus Saul and Wesley Marcus. Matthews. Yes. Okay, Marcus Saul, I think he's also properly rated because while he might have been somewhat disappointing – I think he also, you know, I guess he did what he needed to do because he had, what, nine rebounds, or I mean nine assists, eight assists last night. That's kind of what, what they needed out of him. And then Wesley Matthews, I guess uh, you could call. I, that's I'm all that's call left him, is underrated, right? Uh, yeah, I, I guess he's underrated even though I can't tell you why. That's quite all right. We've been there. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that yeah. is overrated, underrated, and properly rated. So there you have it. Um Let's do this. We're not going to break. We're just going to do a quick pause here for traffic because we got to make sure that our girl Kiki, uh, when she gets here, we'll, 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 let me know when she's there, and we'll pause for the LA Metro Traffic Center, but we're going to keep going until 50. Um, so just let me know when she's there. So I asked you guys a question, LZ. Uh-huh. AD, because we were talking about AD to end the last segment. Do you believe he let, whether it was Charles Barkley, right, street clothes or whatever, uh, or people's perception of him not being durable get to him in trying to attempt to play last night? Like, do you believe that was a factor? 
I absolutely believe that was a factor. And I get it. You know, I do believe. And, you know, just for, you know, clarification, you know, Charles and I are cool. Charles Barkley and I are cool. Text, whole nine, blah, blah, blah. But he's being quite hypocritical because you can't call him street clothes one night and then say he shouldn't have been out there the next night. Because losing that, using that platform to make fun of him in his injured state and essentially sort of bully him in his injured state, and then as he tries to play to answer those calls in an injured state, and then you say he should have never been out there, it's really kind of like, you know, that Lucy pulled the football routine. You know, it's it's like yeah. either either you say he's he because he didn't say he was hurt, he said he was injured. That was an injury. Because it's different, yes. It's different. That, there, there is a there is a, de- a different designation there. But he right. definitely, you know, I felt Cap that he definitely heard the birds. Um, you know, Laura definitely wasn't very forgiving, um, <laughs> among other people. Yeah, we'll and, get to Laura in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that he, you know, wanted to show that he wasn't soft. Agreed. But but the stronger thing, the, the irony of this is, the real strength is standing up to the bullies and saying, "I'm injured. I'm not playing." Soft is actually bowing to the pressure and going out there when you're un- incapable of doing so. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me ask you this, though. Do, do we think that he kowtowed to the pressure of Charles Barkley calling him street clothes or people, you know, questioning what his do you durability? Think? What do you think? Well, here's what I think. I think that it's not really about Charles Barkley and it's not really about loudmouths like me on the radio. It's really about the guys in the locker room. It's about it's about looking at LeBron and LeBron looking back at you, and LeBron's eyes are saying, dude, you have to put on a uniform. You have to try and give us everything you've got, and let's see what it is. And then you get out there, and you're like, look, I I did what I had to do because these are my teammates, and I I know I'm an important piece of this puzzle, and I got to give them anything I can. And then you get out there, and the reality is, you know what? I'm going to hurt us more than I can help us. And that's when you've got a towel over your face and you're sitting on the bench like, I hope the cameras can't see me because I'm embarrassed. You know, it, it hurts me. It hurt, I can't help my teammates. And, and people are going to call me this or that. And, and you know, they, they, they asked him, you know, well, you know, don't you feel like you got to prove it next year? And he's like, I'm not proving anything to anybody. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. And it's like, okay, feel that way. You don't have to prove it to me or Charles Barkley or anybody. But you know who you got to prove it to? Yourself. You got to prove it to yourself. You know, you got to prove it to your teammates. Got to prove it to your organization. Got to prove it to your fan base. May not think so. May not want to admit it. But you kind of got to do. I think. I don't think it was just the pressure of Charles Barkley calling him street clothes. I think it's the pressure of LeBron going, bro, we need you. Come on. I don't know if he would say, bro, we need you. Come on. Now, I do agree that he may have caught a look. You know, I do agree that maybe... It wasn't a look that LeBron sent, but perhaps it was a look that he felt. Right, yes. Because he, he certainly it. arrived here already with a question mark about his health. You know, yeah. it, it, that that's not a brand new narrative. And so he gets to this team and, you know, he's battling injuries last year and he, and he worked through them. This year he just wasn't able to overcome them. I I'm, I'm tend to believe having a short turnaround was played a huge factor in him not being able to overcome last season's injuries, not making excuses for what happened last night, just making sure that we're talking about last night in full context. And when you think about him wanting to be that next great big man center for the Lakers, 
he may have felt whether someone said something to him or not, he needed to try. And he heard Charles Barkley and everyone else talking about him being soft. I, I think to your point, LZ, it's a collective. Like, I think it was a collective of all the noise. Because, look, like you said earlier, we've all covered sports for a really long time, okay? And all these guys say they don't read anything, they don't hear anything. Lies, lies. We know that is nonsense, <laughs> okay? Right. That is nonsense. They see it all, they hear it all. Some guys avoid it better than others, mm-hmm. but I, I think today in the day and age of social media and 24-hour news coverage, it is virtually impossible unless you shut your phone off. Like, you have to be very disciplined, I would say, to be able to not hear the noise. Uh, I'm not saying there aren't guys that don't have that discipline, but I think it's very hard, okay? So I, I do think it's I do think that's part of it. And I do think that, look, any of us would feel that way. That is a human reaction to be like, oh, what are you guys saying about me? Like, you guys are saying I can't do X, Y, and Z? I'm a professional bleeping athlete. I'm one of the best people to ever do this. I, I'm certainly one of the best players in this game right now. You're trying to tell me that I can't push through stuff? Oh, I'll show you. We've all done that stuff before. And... You know what? To mixed results, I'm sure, in any aspect of our life, right? So I think we can all relate to that kind of stuff. I would agree that I think, and LZ, I'm with you. I don't know that LeBron verbalized it and said, hey, man, you got to play. But, but there's no doubt that Anthony Davis could have walked into the locker room and, and had this feeling of everybody's looking at me. Everybody knows that I'm an important piece of this puzzle. My gosh, I can't let these guys down. I got to go. I got to try. And that's internal pressure. That's not, listen, if, if he told me he didn't hear Charles Barkley call him street clothes, I would never believe that in a million years. He heard about it. Is it a factor? Maybe a little bit. But it's the guys in the locker room, and it's that feeling you have as an individual, especially as somebody who's as important as he is to this team, I must try. And then the sad part of it is, is you get out there, and then you realize, I can't move. I'm in agonizing pain. I'm going to hurt my team more than I can help my team. I'm going to sit over here on the bench. And it's, uh, it, that's a lonely place to be as an athlete when you now know there's nothing I can do. Tried, can't help. And they need me, and we're getting our asses handed to us out there. Yeah, Bad I mean, place to be. It's, it's going to be really interesting, guys, to see how Rob goes about this. It's going to be really interesting. You know, we, he's earned his place. He's earned our trust. I am not second-guessing Rob Polinka at all. Well, you first-guessed him. <laughs> you did. Well, I did. You did. I'm, did. Not, I'm not saying that I to did. be no, no, a jerk. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm no, saying no. that because it's true. I did. Yeah. I did. And it was based upon the fact that I knew what we were giving up and what we were replacing it with. I wasn't sure if it was going to end up even. And... And I'm not going to sit up here and say I was right because at the end of the day, if AD is healthy, they beat the Suns. If AD is healthy, we're still among the favorites. So I'm not going to sit up here and say while I was skeptical of the signings during the beginnings of free agency, particularly with Marcus Gasol and, you know, seemingly people being comfortable just losing Dwight Howard like they wasn't recognizing what he was bringing to the table, which was really, really weird to me to listen to. Um, but beyond just that, even if even if we just look at the fact that their their start, what was it twenty one and six, like this is all about what happened to AD. That doesn't make me feel better, 
but it at least gives me rationale. So when I think about going into the following season, what's going to be interesting is to see what Rob Polinka does in terms of rebuilding this roster. Because George, and I'm sure you can explain it much better than I am, it starts with Dennis, and we need Dennis's help. Oh, yeah, we absolutely need Dennis's help. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you on the other side how you need Dennis's help. So as mad as you are about Dennis Schroeder right now, okay, and I get it. I would be mad too. I looked at him, and, you know, I look at him as the most disappointing player. We could talk about all these different things, and we'll, I, I would love to open up the phones at 877-710-ESPN because if I had to nominate a disappointing player, it would be him. Because we could talk about LeBron's injuries or AD's injuries, but you know, I, I feel like there's at least an actual reason for their play or lack of opportunities or whatnot. With Dennis, a lot of the stuff for Dennis was self-inflicted. You know, and whether it was the situation where he wasn't as careful, perhaps as he needed to be, a couple of times. You know, one time is one thing, but a couple of times when it came to protocols. Uh, and obviously just his immaturity. And not everybody can handle being a Laker and being LeBron's teammate, let go. alone both. There you so go. Let, let, let's get into that on the other side. We're going to be back in two minutes and 15 seconds, plus what you need to know, 710 ESPN.